Telemarketer call you, and when you pick up the phone, they ask you questions, and then when you don't ask the questions right, they ask them, "Why are you on the phone then?" Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, I, that, do, I remember that. They, no, they told that to you that they ask you why you're on the phone. Oh no, they've yeah, never they said, I've said that to them. Like, I'm like, is, why are you calling me? There was a guy from HTA, like Directv was calling me, which I don't have Directv. He called me, asked me like, um, you know, and I could tell that it was like. Like it was, there's a, there's a very thick accent on the phone. Sure. Also. Yeah. So uh, which is kind of like part of the course these days. Uh huh. So he asked me like, you know, are you happy with your um, with your uh, current cable bill? I was like, yeah. Even though I'm not, but I'm gonna say yeah anyway. Um, I just say yeah. Yeah. And he was like, um, so is your service good? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. He was like, the wire on the phone. Then I'm like, you called me. <laughs> I, literally, I, literally, I literally said, bitch, you called me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Like I didn't call you. I didn't ask. I didn't, I didn't call the TV. Like asking for someone to save me from Xfinity. I, you called me. How are you gonna come me with that kind of energy? Like, I know you, you hate your job. That's fine, but don't ask me. Like, why well, I'm on the phone? Why are you on the phone? Did, is that how you left it? Yeah. You just hung out after that. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but you called me and hung up the phone. <laughs> and I'm using nice to like I'm these the people other than so I'm usually like not a dick to the telemarketer because you're sure, doing yeah. a job. It's fine, whatever. But like for that, I was like, hell, I'm house happy hanging up on his ass. What a bitch. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. I think the last time I got a telemarketer call, it was, it hasn't been like three years ago. And it was on my, my cell phone, which was a new thing for me. I did not realize that they could do that. And this dude was like asking me questions. He, no, he told me that um, I for sure had a virus on my Windows computer. Oh. At this time, I did not have a Windows computer. Right. Those are fun, though. And I was like, well, how did I get the virus? And he's like, well, it was probably something that you opened up in your email. And I was like, well, shit, man, what do I do? Oh. And he was like, oh, just follow these instructions. And he's oh, trying to like, guide me through it. And this all the while, like I'm at work. Yeah. And this is when I was working for Samsung. Okay. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. And then I think at the very end, I forget what I said, but I ended up just saying something. I was like, don't you ever fucking call me again. I was like, if you ever fucking call this number again, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking find you. And then I hung up on him. Oh. And then he called back. Oh, he called you back? And I let it go to voicemail. I think I remember this story. Yeah, I think I told the story before. And he let it go to voicemail. And the guy was like, no, you don't fucking tell me like that, you bitch. And he called me back every day at the same time for like two weeks, dude. He was mad. Don't, yeah. He would just let the phone like sit there. Like, he would call. I would make it go to voicemail. And then he would just sit there with the phone like on. And just leave me like these hour-long voicemails. Yo. Did you did you listen to them all, or you just like? No, I, I mean I listened to the first one because I thought he was gonna like talking shit, but it, it just it was just like gibberish, like it was just you know sounding like a, a butt dial. Oh, so he was just like calling and just having the phone on and just like yeah, on. he was just wasting he was just wasting my voicemail box space. Wow! But little did he know that was the objective all along because I have voicemails that I have not deleted since the year two thousand and eight. <laughs> so if you call me now and try to leave a voicemail, you can't. Yeah, that's. Yeah, now those are the those are, those are the most fun. Like when you know that they're lying to you, <laughs> yeah. like when you know they're lying. Because like, I think I had um, I had that happen before too. I think it was about um, 
Someone's trying, they're trying to give, offer us like a cruise or something. Oh yeah. Uh, like I think it's trying to give, offer my mom a cruise, but at the time I was like, I want to say I was probably some, somewhere like in the third grade. I was in a bunch of school still, and the person that called, and they were just like, um, "You've already won." Yeah, like your mom won a cruise. Just go and you know, or like, and they they were they even asked me to like go and get like her information, mm-hmm. like from her purse. <laughs> Because that's where moms keep their information. But yeah, but that's something you also want to tell a, a little boy to do. Yeah. Go steal your mom's like financial information and give it to her, like, someone over the phone. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like your mom will be happy with this. But they're telling me, like, I'm just like, you've won a cruise. Yeah, we won a cruise. But at this time, I was like, my mom's not like, getting on a fucking boat. Like I knew this as like a third grader. I was like, <laughs> my mom's like, got on a fucking boat or whatever. But at the same time, I was just like, I'm just got fun with this. Fuck it. Yeah. And like, so I mean, I so I went and I, I just gave him like random ass numbers. There you go. Yeah, like it was just like I, I, I hope I didn't give him someone else's on accident. What do you think the odds are of actually doing that? I think they probably have to have the name and the numbers match though. Yeah. So I think I don't think that I think that's the thing though. But but I mean, like, all right, just think about the combination. Like, cause I've been trying to buy things off the internet illegally for at least ten years now, and I've definitely tried to <laughs> do the random credit card number with the random name and the random expiration date and the random. CVC number or whatever it is. So you got to think at some point. Those, if, like, those are like a lot of odds, though. Probably no, more secret than that. But I, I just wonder if everybody in the world did it, like, what are the odds that we could get one? Because you could get like a real generic name, like a, like a, you know. You have to match so many things, though. Bob like, Johnson. You have to match like the name, like probably like the, um, their, their billing address. Their billing address. Well, now you do, yeah. But back in the day, I don't think you need to do that. I mean, boss stuff off the internet. It's much like a name and address, though. I think still got to get the name, name and address the address. and the numbers. Like, yeah. I think even still back then, it was probably hard to, like, just guess your way to that. Well, I think they did this. Wasn't that a program called, like, Brute Force, where it would just, like, if you had the name and you had the address, like, it would just just randomize the numbers. Like, it would just go through the sequence of numbers until it hit something. I oh, think that's what it was. Maybe. I don't know. I don't but know, but, yeah. That was always... I've been harassed telemarketers for a very long time. I know it's it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, it's a pastime. You know what other my favorite thing is to do is? So that wasn't even a real sentence that I just said right there. I mean, I don't you know, know what other my favorite thing is to I do? Was just, I, I roll with it. My brain processes and I roll with it. I like when you have it. Oh god, so this this is this is the problem. Like I'm not getting my proper nutrition and I'm not getting my proper sleep. My sleep schedule is all fucked up. Oh yeah, no, so my brain is no just not firing on on any cylinders. No sleeping anymore. Uh, last dance. Seven and eight last week. Man. This was the Jordan retirement slash comeback episodes. And I didn't I did not think that they'll put the stuff in there that they put in there. Ooh. They did. They went deep. They they talked all the shit. Let's talk about um let's talk about his dad dying, because that's kinda how it opened up. Yeah. That was uh that put the kibosh on a lot of rumors. It made you feel like a real dumbass for thinking that, like, you know, yeah. that, oh, this is a conspiracy. It's like, no, it wasn't that. Like, you're dumb as fuck. Like, and if you thought that and you watched it, you probably felt dumb as fuck. You had to. Because I was like. Because everybody came out and said, like, no, this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And that like, wasn't the first time they made you feel dumb that Yeah, it was, that like, I, like I said, like, um, when, like, you want me to describe it? Bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. How do I how do I put this? <laughs> Utter bullshit. I was like, wow. So if you even thought that, like, they just kind of like killed any hope you thought. I don't want to say hope, but just any kind of like conspiracy theorists 
yeah. like dream of saying, oh, it's the mafia hits. Like, nah. Yeah. You're dumb as fuck. Um, they also made you feel dumb when they said that the retirement was not a lengthy suspension. Right. No, but but even then I was just like, yeah, no, that was stupid. I'm surprised, I, I'm surprised they even addressed it at all. I mean, I think... Because it's such a far out there, you know, sort of rumor that's been floating around for yeah. a couple of years that only a few people have really even give credence to. But as a documentary connoisseur, yeah. that is the mark of a good documentary. They leave no stone unturned. Mm. Even the most obscure fact, yeah. we explore it. Right. Cause like that was because that was dumb. Like anyone who thought that was like a, a, a even if you want to suspend Michael Jordan, it's Michael Jordan. Like how many times have you seen any league just kind of give someone like a slap on the wrist for some shit? Like if you're gonna give anyone a slap on the wrist, it's me Michael Jordan. Right. So the fact that you want to think oh, I, I gotta leave the hammer down, I can't tell anyone, it's fucking dumb. Like I just I never bought that then. I don't buy it. I never I'm glad they talked about it now. It's like, does it make sense? Yeah. He was the he was the NBA. He should have been the logo. <laughs> right. Um did you remember Jordan hitting two hundred in his Stint with the uh, I the Barons. Did, I remember he didn't do great. I remember he didn't do great. But having like a se- what did he have like a seventeen game hitting streak? What did they say? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, they said I don't that. remember that at all. So well, that, I didn't follow that deep. Though, you know well, I'm really glad that they addressed it because, from my memory, you would have thought that he was the worst baseball player on the planet. No, it wasn't the he wasn't the worst. I know I, he wasn't the worst, but, but, he wasn't the, but the expectations were so high, and the I guess the output wasn't you know yeah. But everyone in the doc said that, like, oh, if he just kept going, he probably would have made the majors. And I was like, what, really? Like, he was that, like, he was that good. Well, I mean, I think, I think the thing about watching Jordan play baseball was that you saw him being so great at this one thing and leaving it to be mediocre in this other thing. It was kind of strange for people to process too. It was like, you're you're the greatest basketball player in the world, and you go to be like probably like I don't know, an average player on a on a um. On a uh, on minor league triple A yeah. team or double A, I think it was. Yeah, which also made, which I'm glad I saw that too because I didn't. It made sense that he was on the. I didn't realize that Jerry Reinsdorf owned the Bulls and the White Sox. Yeah, made all the sense in the world for that. I was like, oh, that's how he got on that team. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 yeah. Because I remember asking, I was like, why did he go to the White Sox? And then that yeah. question was answered. Boom. It was like oh, open and shut case. That makes sense. <laughs> um, and then the comeback. Yeah, forty five ain't twenty three. Man. Except he got the 23 back. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I remember that being a big story, too. He was like, he had to, like, read, like, I, I don't know what they had to do, but it was like, no, you just can't, you can't just get your number back. And he's like, but I'm Michael Jordan. He's like, yeah, but the, Mike, they, we can't just give you 23 back. And he's like, did you not hear me when I said I'm Michael Jordan? Yeah. And then they're like, all right, fine. We'll oh, my bad. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Right. I, I, I thought you said you were, you were Mike Johnson. I thought you said Michael Ford. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, he ended up uh, getting his number back and shutting up all the haters. I thought it was interesting that they went with the um, his body was different. Like he had to get in baseball shape and not he had to get reacclimated to playing basketball again. Even though he wasn't terrible when he came right. back into the league, but he was just like not at his peak again. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he wasn't as good as he could have been because he wasn't in the best shape he could have possibly been. Right. I was like, what? And they were like, oh, yeah, he had to, like, you know, build up his shoulders and chest and forearms <laughs> for baseball. And I was like, what the? F-? I was like, they're getting deep. The fucking trainer in me was like, getting a little horned up, man. I was like, yeah, let's talk, to, let's talk this shit. Um, but I thought it was great. And I thought episode, what was it, seven? Yeah. 
Seven. What were we talking about? Uh, well, no, the way that it ended when he was like, he he was saying he was like, oh, they they say I'm a bad teammate. They said I was a tyrant. It's like, no, no, no. You just never won anything. And then when he was breaking down at the end, oh, when yeah. he was like, if you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. Like you could fucking see, you can you can. It was palpable how yeah. passionate he is about competition. Yeah, he's insane. He's a madman. Really but I thought is. that was fantastic. Like when you said that. You know, they left a lot of stuff in. Like, I would have thought for sure they would have taken that out, but that was really... Yeah, they left everything in. They left like, that in. As people don't understand, too, is, like, um, when you... To win at that level, like, you lose something. Like, that's what people don't understand. It's, like, you can't, you don't just win at that level and it's, like, you're just everyone's best friend and you just all... You check out the box. Like, like, no, like, when you win at that level, when you sacrifice that much for the game, there's some of the actions in your life that just aren't that great you're right. not that great at like he was he probably wasn't the best husband or like i say wasn't probably the best friend or probably wasn't the best teammate all the time because right. he was that much in the winning so like if you want because i like when people love to act like winning is everything you gotta just win and yeah that's fine and all but know what you're giving up too like because it's like you can't just win and just be like oh, i'm a winner and that's it like no you're probably an asshole too yep so just if you if you're okay with that then fine but just know that you can't have it all my favorite thing about the series so far not a single mention of a Rockets championship. That's whatever. That's fine. Man, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. You, you can't think it didn't happen, but it happened. Not a single whiff. You will respect the dream while we're on this while we're on this podcast. You will not. You will not besmirch that man's name. I'm not besmirching his name. Don't 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 talk about it. But I'm saying, uh, he don't talk about it. He ain't getting no shine on the show. Uh, uh, let's talk. Oofk two forty nine. Yeah. Like, UFC 249. Uh, yeah, I, I watched it. Um, ESPN, ABC, and Push had to stop me, but I got over that hump. No crowds. No crowds. How was that? I loved it. It could, was great. Could you, could you hear the, the 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 licks coming through in high clarity? You really could. It's it it's was gross. It was, man. Very, it was it was very visceral. It's disgusting. It is. It is. Um, and it's like you don't hear like drunk fans hollering like all you hear is like the corners. I hear you hear like the corners talking. Yeah, like the corner, you can hear the corners panicking. Like it's like a movie. Bad. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's great. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Like, I don't. I would. I hope we never have crowds in UFC <laughs> fights ever again. This is the best thing ever. It was like there was even one fight. I think that um, like Greg Hardy was fighting um, Jorgen DeCastro, which the fight was not that great. But there was a point. Did he win? He won. But he, here's why. Here's why he won because like um, Jorgen DeCastro was getting a lot of like leg kicks, and I think um. Daniel Cormier was a commentator, mm-hmm. and he was saying like how he should check the leg kicks. And Greg Hardy heard it, and he changed up his strategy. Oh, they had like, ringside, yeah. commentary. Yeah. Oh wow. And, that, and things that they could hear, the, and the fighters could hear the commentary. Oh and shit. Daniel Cormier is just like he's kind of an expert like on all things, so it's like his strategy. They would hear what he's saying. Oh shit. So yeah, that's like, and they're like, man, I need to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I had my money on the other guy. I need to right. shut the fuck up. Yeah, like it was, it was great, dog. Like, um, uh, who won? One? Who won the the main bout? Uh, Gaethje won. Oh, that was your guy. That was your pick, right? I mean, I picked. I thought. I thought. I thought first can win because like Gaethje got that fight on like short notice. Like uh, it was like five okay. weeks notice. And uh, Tony Ferguson was twelve fight winning streak. Tony Ferguson's a good fighter. He's, yeah. he, he's he's the interim champion and lost. Just beat his ass. Really beat beat his like he um. I think he broke his orbital bone, which you could see like. Oh, know, shit. That yeah, sucks. Yeah. 
that's a tough break. Yeah, it is. And I think it, like, it, was, it was like a jab, like in the like in the last round where he just like popped him in the jab and he just like couldn't do it anymore. Like, he, it wasn't even like he was hurt. He just started shaking his head and it was like, mm. that dude was done. And so now he he is next up for Khabib. Oh. And Connor's pissed. Oh. And like Connor even came out talking shit about like he want he he came out like saying that he wants to fight um Gaethje now. Oh yeah. Because like of all the stuff he said about him on Twitter about him being a shit father or whatever. Wait, Gaethje said he called him a shit fighter and a shit father. He called like, Conor McGregor a shit father? Mhm. Oh. But <laughs> He called it, he called him he called him that before like before he fought Donald Cerrone. So this shit had been out there. Oh, so it's been lingering. It's been out there. So All the right. thing was like so my thing about Connor is like you could have you could have had the energy when you fought um when you chose Cowboy. True. He was right there for you. Okay, wait, hear me out. I know that it's probably unprecedented and possibly illegal, but what if the UFC did a triple threat? Oh my god. I I, 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 I god, I hope not. Think about it. Just think about it. No. Think about it. No. Three fighters at the same time, dude. No. No. Come on. No. Come on. No. Just think about it. No. Consider the possibilities. No. It's an awful idea. Is it? This is real fighting, dog. This isn't. There's no. There's no. Exactly there, to the point. When no. Is, when is there, the last? No. When is the last what? time you've ever seen a street fight where it's just been two dudes going heads this up? This is. There's so much in. The, there's so much they put into this sport. Nah. To talk about a triple threat? No. Yeah. The fuck? Just no. make it make it real. Don't take out the crowds. No. Again, put it in like a real no. atmosphere. Put it in like this a, is awful. Put it in like an alleyway. These people have I mean? their lives on the line here. The people, these people could die. A dude broke his oboe to bone. You want to have them in a three way fight? Fuck no. That's awful. Like these people, they're not. They're people. It's all regulated. No, it's all terrible. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. It's a horrible idea. All right. No. Well, no. That's like. Fine. That's yeah. why you can you can you can say that now, but it's bad. I it's think, so bad. I think you'd reconsider after you saw the the, I don't think the so. mock-ups. I don't think so. I don't think I would. We could try it in the video game first and then no, see how it works. No, let's not do that in a video. I mean, the video game is fine, but let's no, let's not do that. Nailed it. Hey, so um, let's talk about some excellence. Let's talk about some black excellence. excellence, excellence. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, let me just go ahead and close out this pop-up ad that popped up <laughs> that I did not ask for, CNN. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> Dateline! Princeton named its first black valedictorian in the university's... <sighs> Princeton names its first black valedictor... <sighs> valedictorian. Valedictorian. I want to say valedictorian because victor, you know, like a champion. Right. Princeton names its first black valedictorian in the university's history. It's a harder that's a harder sentence to say than you would you would think. You would think. 274 years Princeton has been a school. Sounds like you're like you're uh, I'm reading a trailer. Yeah. In a world <laughs> where one school has existed for 274 years, all valedictorians have been white. That was until Nicholas Johnson, a Canadian student majoring in operations research and financial engineering, has been named valedictorian in the year 2020. 
the valedictorian, starring Michael B. Jordan. Holy shit! Holy shit, dude! Oh, wow. This is gonna... Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, ooh, who's gonna play the racist dean? Maybe uh, J.K. Simmons? No, that's too that's too that's too straight for him. He's got, he's got to be somebody like uh, Gary Oldman or something. We got to play this straight. You know okay. what I mean? Gary Oldman could play anything. Gary Oldman could play the Shark and Jaws if they wanted to remake right. it. Gary Oldman, that's that. I do like Gary Oldman. That's that. But I want to like Gary Oldman. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to see him dropping you know racial quivers either. I mean, who's who's an actor that we don't like? Um, and starring in his first ever movie role. Rush Limbaugh as the Dean. Oh man, I hate I hate I hate him to watch that. I can't watch that movie. I can't watch him like he's he, he's gonna say like he's gonna drop the end bomb. I'm gonna throw some at the screen real casually too. I'm just gonna throw some at the screen. I'm gonna like that wasn't the even in the script, Rush. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Like there'll be like all these stories I've had on set. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, really nothing much else to this story. You know, kids really smart. I mean, kid did well. Came down from Canada, came down and and did the damn thing, and went to Jersey and said, "You you my bitch, you my bitch now." Just Basically. wanted to give that a shout out. Man. So shout out Nicholas Johnson. Nicholas Johnson, get get them say secure those movie rights. Yeah, because that's two hundred and four years. Like, why is it every time? Like, you know, it's always this harrowing journey for like black people to do anything. <laughs> We can't just go to school and just be like, it's 204 years in our existence, and now we finally have one. It's just like, God damn, like, why does everything have to be so hard? Everything is very difficult. Shit. Um, also, shout out to him for having a good good haircut in this photo. Yeah, you can't. You got to have a fade crisp. It was super crispy because it could have very easily gone way left. Yeah. Given the current situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely could. Like, I don't know when this photo was taken, but good choice. Probably pre-pandemic. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to him. <laughs> hey, so um, I've been watching a lot of animal videos lately, right? Because I find it very interesting. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question. What do you think would be the most terrifying way to die? Burn alive. Okay. What's your second answer? Uh, drowning. Okay. What's your third answer? Um, eaten alive. Good. Good. I'm glad you went there. Eaten alive by what exactly? I was like small insects. I thought that'd be a very long death. All right. Okay. Uh, what would be the second worst way to be eaten alive? Um, Bears, they're very strong. All right, all right. How long do I have? How many questions do I have to ask for you to say tigers? That's probably like the fourth, maybe. Okay, all right. <clears throat> That's where we're leading to. All that remained of beekeeper Vladimir Markov's were stumps of bone sticking out of his boots. Is that beekeeper? He was a beekeeper. He was that for bees? Mm, not quite. <laughs> um, 
All that was left of him were uh, bones sticking out of his boots, a bloody shirt with an arm still inside, a severed hand, and a faceless head, and a gnawed femur. It's a very non. It's a very non bee-like injuries. He was not stung by bees. No, bees did not do this. Bees did not do this. A Siberian tiger did. It happened in 1997, in the remote Primorye, Primori, Primorai region of Russia. Okay. Okay. So this wasn't Florida. It was in Russia. This wasn't Russia. Okay. The f- Florida of Asia. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of safe to say too. Yeah. Um, kind of wild out there. This sparked an investigation by John Valiant, and he wrote about it in the Chronicles. The Tiger. A true story of vengeance and survival. So that's a real name, John Valiant. John Valiant. Va- Va- Valiant. Valiant. Dude, I don't fucking know, man. I just know what I can. I know what I can read, I and mean, I know what I can say. It Valiant. Just, it just sounds like uh, Valiant. Well, Valiant. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he wrote about it. Um, he wrote about logging a lot, conversation and a sake. Uh, whatever. This is a story about a guy who fucked up. And cross the wrong tiger, essentially. I think any, I think any tiger you cross is the wrong tiger. Well, if you if you do the thing that this guy did, he definitely fucked it up. Okay. Um, essentially, what happened was this guy uh, Markov. He was out. He was hunting in the woods. And Markov with a rifle. Markov with a rifle. Getting the picture in my head. He stumbled upon um, a downed animal okay and it was killed by a tiger okay time to leave he shot the tiger stole the tiger's kill that tiger did not die was just injured and that tiger followed markov back to his uh like little cabin whatever and he waited it out he waited out for anywhere, they say anywhere from 12 to 48 hours. So he has, so like, so this dude came across the tiger. He, he came across the kill, right? Mm-hmm. And he saw the tiger there. Mm-hmm. And he saw the, the, the tiger's food. Mm-hmm. He shoots the tiger. Mm-hmm. Didn't kill the tiger. Yep. And it takes his food. Yep. And so the tiger said, I'm going to, it's time for a stakeout. The yep. tiger said, time for a stakeout. Yep. So the tiger waited him out. So Markov leaves. The tiger finds his way inside the cabin, and he fucks up the cabin. He fucks up anything with Markov's smell on. He fucks up the bed. He tears up the bathroom. He tears up the, the drapes and the clothes. He just leaves the whole place a mess, and then he waits inside the cabin for Markov to come back. Markov comes back, opens up the door. Tiger goes tiger and fucks up Markov, eats him alive, kills him, eats him, Probably shits him out somewhere later. That's probably that's how that's how like eating works. Dude, think about that. Tiger got so pissed off. Tiger said, "I'm gonna remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find you. I'm gonna kill you." I mean, he shot his fucking food alone. Dude, you should have not shot him. Well, there's so many things that went wrong here. Like, like I see, like when you told me the story, you and you said saw a tiger's food. That at that point. I exit stage left. Like it's like okay. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm out. Have you ever seen a Siberian tiger? No. Huge. I think I'm they're the sure. I think they're the biggest version of the tiger. No, then yeah, I don't wanna like see like look. 
I don't know why people go fucking with these tigers, man. It's like I know that we have guns and stuff, but I mean, you at some point, like you might have to go hand to hand. Yeah, and you can't win that. Like you come at the king, you best not miss. Dog, you shot. You you, you let him walk away. Like you shot him, but he he didn't even die. Yeah. You just let it, you shot him and you just let him leave. You didn't even check on the kill. So many mistakes made here, man. I know, that was bad. That was a bad choice. Um, just a quick little tidbit here. Before 1992, there were about 400 wild Siberian tigers in Russia. By 1994, a quarter of them had been killed, with most sold to China, where parts are prized for their use in traditional medicine. The whiskers, for example, make you bulletproof, while the penis addresses other shortcomings. I think it's really funny that like. People have a problem with like people in China will love to like deal with tiger penis. Mm-hmm. They have a problem with like people having people penis. Wait, what? They people they have terrible guys having people penis. Like a guy can't have another guy's penis, but you can get a tiger's penis. It's really strange to me. I homosexuality is well. No, I, I I get that, but I mean it's it's weird. I, it is weird. You're not wrong, but I don't think the inject. Is ingesting the right word? You're not ingesting a guy's penis unless you are. Well, you're not. You're not ingesting it in that sense. But like, you're still you're messing with a tiger's penis, though. Oh yeah, that, that is weird. You're handling it. You're and, handling. Like, you're putting it. it in your body. Yeah, you're, in yeah. weird ways. You know what I mean? Like, I think any time <laughs> I think, but and I say that because any way you put a tiger's penis in your body is a weird way. It is. You're right. You're not. You're right. You're right. You make I'm a good just, point. I'm just. I'm just saying, like, it's parallels. Normalize human penis. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I like that. That's a good hashtag. Hey, speaking of penises. Great segue. FBI's got a good look at your penis. I'm sure. It's got a good knowing what you're doing with your penis, too. I'm sure. Dateline! Senate votes to allow FBI to look at your web browsing history without a warrant. Yeah, you heard me right. They're going to know what you're up to. Yep. On all these devices. All of them. On your PS4, yep. On your phone, yep. On your MacBook, yep. On your car, <laughs> if your car has Wi-Fi. <laughs> the U.S. Senate has voted to give law enforcement agencies access to web browsing data without a warrant, dramatically expanding the government's surveillance powers in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. The power grab was led by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Good old Mitch. They said bitch, but I was like, that's right. <laughs> Oh, Bish McConnell. As part of the reauthorization of the Patriot Act, which gives federal agencies broad domestic surveillance powers, Senators Rod Wyden, Ron Wyden, Ron Wyden, it's kind of, I'm not going to say it, (laughs) and Steve Daines attempted to remove the expanded powers from the bill with a bipartisan amendment. But in a shock upset, the privacy-preserving amendment fell short by a single vote after several senators who would have voted yes failed to show up to the session, including Bernie Sanders. Nine Democratic senators also voted no, causing the amendment to fall short of the 60-vote threshold it needed to pass. The Patriot Act should represent – oh, sorry – the Patriot Act should be repealed in its entirety, set on fire, and buried buried in the ground. Evan Greer, the deputy director of Fight for the Future, told Motherboard, It's one of the worst laws passed in the last century, and there is zero evidence that the mass surveillance programs it enables has ever saved a single human life. This is some real cyberpunk shit right here. Yeah. This is like exactly what Batman would have wanted in 
The Dark Knight Returns. Actually, it's the way the, that's what kind of made him go like that, that's what like like that's what Alfred's like I can't fuck with that bro like you, yeah Alfred, you, Alfred no it was Lucius Fox. Lucius was like yeah Lucius nah, was like bro, you nah, wilding, bro. You can't I was like I'm doing it. this this one time and then I'm out he's like nah bro you, you can't but then at the end they were like say your name when you go in and he's like Lucius Fox and it all went you know disappeared yeah and he was like Lucius Fox I don't know how you do him. <laughs> I can't do a Morgan Freeman it's hard this is crazy though right can you imagine if this had passed yeah it is it was wild I mean that's kind of the thing. I mean, it's kind of that's what, that's what like Edward Snowden was like. Like they're trying to villainize him about this shit. You know what I mean? Like he knew that. Yeah, what's he up to these days? I just I don't know. Hiding from Corona and everyone else. Where's Snowden at? He's hiding. Is he still in Russia? I think so. I don't know where he's at now, but he's probably just out there hiding. Because I mean, but that's the thing he's actually trying to warn us about. Like, yo, they watching you. All that, all, all that porn you, um, you uh, browsing, they know it. They know it. I'm not embarrassed by that. I'm not either. I'm I don't not care. Of that. I don't. I don't care. I mean, but I mean, people. Some people do care. Some people like airing the stuff that you know they're just not open to be. Yeah. Like, like some, like some people still get kink shamed. Then I'm not. I'm not one for kink shaming. Well, we already know that if you look certain words up on Google, they definitely get a red flag. Like if you look up, um, you know, how to build a bomb or anything like that, I'm pretty sure you get a notice from somebody. <laughs> you get something in the mail. You get somebody, hey. you get somebody saying something to you. Hey, we saw, you, we saw you looked up bomb. Yeah. Cut it out. No, 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 no. I was Sincerely, looking. Sincerely, FBI. <laughs> Sincerely. Sincerely. <laughs> just get an email. Yeah. You just get like a, you get a knock on the door. You're like, sir, sir, <laughs> sir, sir. Yeah, we, we noticed some suspicious activity on your account. We wanted to know if you looked up, uh, any of these search terms here, you have uh, bomb, uh, bondage, uh, BBW. This is all alphabetical, by the way. Uh, does any of these look familiar to you? No, sir. No. Can't say that they are. Not BB, mine. BBW maybe, but I don't know about other stuff. And that BBW, dog. <laughs> might, might fuck with that later. That might be. That, what, is, that, what does BBW stand for again? Uh, sir, it's not really relevant to the conversation. Um. I don't know, man. This is this this doesn't feel like this is gonna go away. Maybe they'll give you a reminder. Like they'll just say like, "Hey," like they give you like a cautious, like um, not like a um, a, a hard stop, but like a warning. It's like, hey, like you're kind of into butt stuff a bit too much for our liking. <laughs> you may want to cut that down just a tad bit. No, sir. This is America, land of the free. I could be into butt stuff as much as I want to. I can. I have the right to delve as many anuses on my laptop as I breeze. It's what. George Washington would have wanted. If you if you really wanna wanna look into somebody, you need to look at uh, Jeff down the street. He he keeps googling tiger penises all all day long, and I I really don't know what 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 he's gonna be doing with those. Makes you me, know, makes you very uncomfortable. I, I just think that it's wrong. It's inhumane. <laughs> Why does he need so many tiger penises? I don't know. Just keep a keep a lookout for this, guys. Yeah, just keep. I mean. They're gonna to try to do a bunch of weird shit while we're all locked up. Yeah, like that's 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 what I'm getting to. It's, they're passing a lot of stuff, um, or at least trying like, to. Yeah, governments like they're 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 out here just like wilding, trying to just pass all these things against like like their things about abortion and just all kinds of shit that they're trying to pass. And it's just because we're on lockdown, and it's really weird. Like you watch them, I watch them operate this way. It's strange. Yeah, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico is kind of doing some wild laws too. Like they're trying to restrict a lot of LGBTQ um, rights. 
yeah amidst all this stuff and i don't i don't i don't even know what's going on over there because there it's not a lot of reports coming out of it but um just keep a lookout guys yeah keep a lookout for all this weird stuff because ain't nobody gonna help you but you um cops what you gonna do (laughs) um this was a video that got posted recently but i guess this all happened back in february of last year so again we're getting that sweet sweet late blooming yay law enforcement yay law enforcement dateline Marine vet says Vallejo cop assaulted him for filming traffic stop. A U.S. Marine veteran and filmmaker said he was assaulted by a Vallejo police officer and suffered a concussion just for filming the officer from his front porch on January 22nd. Okay, so this is from January of last year. This story was written in February of last year, and it is currently May of this year. Mm. Is that when the video came out? Uh, I saw the video recently, like last week. When was the video? When was the video made a public available to the public though? I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know how long it's been. Adrian Burnell, sorry, Adrian Burrell, twenty-eight, posted video of his encounter to Facebook this morning. Okay, there you go. So I guess it was back in February. Damn. Um, and provided it to Bay City News. He had retained civil rights attorney John Burris, who called the case egregious and said the officers. Use of force was unnecessary and unreasonable. Vallejo police did not immediately respond to requests for comment. In an interview, Burrell said that he was relaxing at his home at about 3.15 p.m. that day when he saw his cousin outside on his motorcycle with with his hands up. Vallejo police officer David McLaughlin was crouched behind the door of his patrol car pointing his gun at Burrell's cousin. Burrell stepped outside onto his home porch on Byron Street. He said his cousin was wearing a motorcycle helmet and couldn't hear the officer and walked towards McLaughlin saying, hey, he can't hear you. He has his helmet on, according to Burrell. McLaughlin yelled at Burrell to go back into the house. This is concerning. I better film this, Burrell thought. So Burrell, still standing on his front porch, took out his phone and began to record the incident. In the video, McLaughlin, with its gun drawn, says to Burrell's cousin, why are you taking off like that? Twice. Then looks at Burrell, who's on his porch, and says, get back. Burrell says, no. (laughs) (laughs) McLaughlin says, get back again, and again, Burrell refuses. Then McLaughlin says to the man on the motorcycle, keep your hands where I can see them, keep your hands right up, holsters his weapon, and walks towards Burrell. You're interfering with me, my man. You're interfering. You're going to get one from the back of the car. I don't know what that means. Um, and so they wrestle around for a little bit. Um, here's the thing that's weird to me. Cop pulls up to the guy on the motorcycle with his gun drawn. Says, why are you taking off like that? So I can only assume that he was pulled over for speeding or maybe accelerating a little too fast off the line, whatever, yeah. whatever. Anyway, cop sees him as a threat. Cop sees guy on the front porch with the camera out. Decides... Guy in the motorcycle is no longer a threat. <laughs> and guy on the guy with the camera is more of a threat. So whatever threat he felt from the guy on the motorcycle suddenly dissipates when he sees another guy on the porch with, on the, the, porch with, the, with the camera phone. In his house, probably in his pajamas. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? 
Uh, oh, man. This guy needs training. Does he? Is that what it is? It sounds he's like not it. trained. It sounds like he's very untrained, unskilled, the and cop. a little jumpy. The cop, yes. I mean, look. I, 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 I think we've seen too many stories go this way. It's just, uh, no, it's just training. Here's the other rub. Mm. On August 2nd, 2017, uh, Officer Matt Komoda and David McLaughlin were two of five officers who shot and killed Jeffrey Barboa in a pursuit into Richmond, Richmond, California. Oh, wow. Police rammed Barboa's car to disable it. Barboa got out of, got out of the car with a machete and the officer shot him. The death was later ruled to be a suicide. How is that? Oh, wait. I think I, I've, I've heard of I've heard of that happening before, though. Death by cop, suicide by cop. Yeah, I've heard of it too. Yeah, I've heard of it too. Like it's it's not. I mean, it sounds suspicious, but I mean, honestly, like if you're gonna walk, if you're a person of color and you run at the police with brandishing a weapon, that's gonna end probably one way with you getting holes put in you yeah i think it's, I think it's universal knowledge but i don't think you should be ruled a suicide i mean I, yeah i think there should be more going into that into the into the like to, into the investigation of it for sure yeah like probably should like over history of mental health perhaps or something like that sure um, but i don't think i think that i've i've seen it happen before i've seen it happen before and like i've even seen like they had like evidence that you know this was a suicide he they had, he had notes about like his mental health was declining and things like that and then he ended up getting into a altercation with the police and ended up shooting him and that happened. that that that's happened yeah but it does need to be investigated before yeah. you rule that a suicide so For sure. I, I don't know what happened with that case but yeah i, I don't know either but jesus please dude this guy's involved in a couple, yeah. couple of things like this. Yeah, it's not a good look on you, bro, dog. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta hang it up, bro. You probably shouldn't be assaulting people with camera phones. You really shouldn't. That, like, if, if that's you're, a general rule of thumb, yeah, I think. If, and also, if you're in a suspect, in a suspect shooting of another suspect, mm-hmm. don't. If you see someone with a camera phone, just be on your best behavior. At least try to. Right. Don't beat the guy with the camera phone. Yeah. That's, that's not a good look, bro. It's never a good look. You never look good in that in that light, especially in this in this environment. Yeah. Read the room. Got to give more RIPs out this week. Handing them out like... Just fucking... Just handing them out like fucking like, government cheese, dude. Like Firefest tickets and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say rest in peace to Jerry Stiller. The man. Man. From Seinfeld... King of Queens. He's or he's he was the only thing. Or reason I watched King of Queens. He was really great on that show. He was, there was no other reason to watch it. I don't think. I, and I will say that. Um, Full stop. <laughs> I mean, some of his favorite. I'm just looking at his IMDb right now. Um, Maury Ballstein from Zoolander. <laughs> um, gosh, he was in. He basically was in every uh, Ben Stiller movie. Yeah. Um. It was a handout role though, because he carried his weight. He, no, no, he definitely so did. I mean, his 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 credits go all the way back from ni- to 1970. Um, I haven't seen a lot of these movies though. He was in. You remember Heavyweights? I think I do. Yeah, he was in that. Um, he was in Lion King one and a half. Oh, I don't even. Do the voice in that? I don't remember that one. 
Um, I, I, I missed that one. He was in Hairspray. <laughs> he was in both Hairsprays. He was in the original Hairspray, and he was in the the remake. The remake. Yeah, I think, about, I, think I saw the original one. I think I saw that in class one day. Yeah, uh, I got I got a speech class that they played it. Yeah, I watched it in there. It's a classic. Mm. Um, he did three episode three episodes of The Love Boat. Okay. Before my time. Before my time as well, but you know we all know The Love Boat. Yeah. He did an episode of Murder She Wrote. He did an episode, two episodes of Law and Order. Of course, he was Frank Sands on, on Seinfeld. Yep. He did an episode of L.A. Law, In the Heat of the Night. Homicide, Life on the Street. I mean, I could just keep going. Larry Sanders Show. Oh, yeah. Sex and the City. He did an episode. And um, a bunch of stage stuff. He's been doing, he's been doing things, man. He's been, he, was, he was on a stage in 1954 doing, doing theater. He's doing the things, man. Uh, he also got nominated for a couple of, for a Grammy? A Grammy. Best Spoken Word Album, Married to Laughter, A Love Story, huh. in 2001. Jeez Louise, dude. I got to do my homework on Jerry Stilter. Yeah. It's kind of, a, kind of an icon out here. Also, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Fred Willard. Just found out about this today, man. Probably know him as a dad from American Pie. No, that's Eugene Levy. Sorry. Yeah, that's Eugene Levy. But he was in Austin Powers, A Spy Who Shagged Me. He was the mission commander. He was a dean in how high? No, they wasn't dean high. He was a um, wow man. You were just really yeah missing. That's our opportunity. Yeah. He wasn't how high though. He wasn't high. He wasn't the. He wasn't. He was something. Man. He was in Idle Hands. He was yeah. in Best in Show. Um, he wasn't how high. Yeah, he wasn't how high. But he wasn't the dean. He wasn't the dean. He was Philip Huntley. Yeah. How high? Um, Harold and Kumar. I remember, I remember saying we'll fuck with each other. <laughs> Of course, he was um, the station manager in the uh, Anchorman movies. Yeah. Um, He's Phil's dad in Modern Family. Was he? Yeah. I didn't. He, I didn't. Recurring roles, Phil's dad. I didn't watch that show too much. He's he was in Wally. He did a voice in Wally. He was Shelby Forthright. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that. Let's yeah. see. What else was he in? He was in. Uh, Fifty Shades of Black, the uh, Marlon Wayans spoof he did, on he Fifty Shades of Grey. He did a lot of spoofs, man. He was he was a spoof god. Yeah, he did a lot of spoofs. Um, he also did like some real acting shit. I guess back in like, you know, his early career stuff. A lot of credits here. I mean, his television career credit credits go back to sixty six, nineteen sixty six. Yeah. Um, I was I wasn't a thought in, the, in in those days. I wasn't even around. Let's see. What are some of the? Oh, he was on that Clueless show. Do you remember Clueless, the TV show? Oh yeah, he was. He was. Um, yeah. Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman. He was in the new class of Saved by the Bell. I missed that. Um, the Weird Al show, The Wayans Brothers, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, Mad About You. He was on. Uh, Girlfriends. He did two episodes of Girlfriends. Yeah, he, he had like a ninety sitcom run. He had a, he had a run. Uh, he did a voice on Hey Arnold and Dexter's Laboratory <laughs> and Family Guy, King of the Hill, Mad TV. Everybody loves Raymond. I think I remember seeing him on that. I mean, it just keeps fucking going, dude. I mean, 
he was one of those ones. Both of these guys were really just one of those characters, one of those actors who played characters really well. Yeah, you just see him and stuff. He's like, hey, he's a guy from Met. That's a guy from Met. Yeah. But they're always funny. They're always funny. But they had, they both, they both, they both live like full lives though. I mean, right. Jerry Sittler was like 92. Farewell was 86. Yeah. So, you know. Well celebrated. Well, well remembered. Yeah. Good dudes. Um, there was a dude that I met on the internet a while back. That sounds weird. That's like a crazy setup. But I used to post on this hip hop message board and uh, there was a dude on there. He went by Reggie and in a world full of trolls, he was kind of the anti-troll. He was just a nice dude. And I always remember just the way that he always kind of like reached out and, you know, talked to me. And there was this one like back, remember blogs? I do. So we tried, we tried a couple of members of the message board tried to start a blog, like a communal blog where we would each post about our, you know, lives and shit like that. Yeah. And it would be like a network. And he reached out and he was like, do you want to do it? And, you know, I didn't really have anything interesting to, to write about because I was just a college student and I was just trying to like, you know, live life. But he was like, no, I think, I think you would be a, a good addition to the, to the team. And I was, I always appreciated that because I was just like everybody else on the forum just like, you know, weren't exactly, not everybody, but most of them were, you know, not exactly the nicest people. And this is back when I first moved here. So I didn't really have any friends. So my only friends were the people on the internet and the people on the internet weren't very nice to me. So it was kind of like a weird dynamic. Man, but, you're looking for friends on the internet though. That's, man. Yeah, no. I actually made a couple of good friends. Um, yeah, but. James, one of the dudes that filled in for you when you were uh, yeah over in uh, in Africa, he, he was he was on the board as well. Okay. Um, but Reggie passed away this week and, you know, it kind of sucks because he was a real one and he was a good dude. So rest in peace to Reggie. Do you have an education for this week? Um, man. So we're, I, I guess we got to talk about the, uh, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Because we, cause we talked about uh, we talked about it last week with Ahmad Ahmad Arbery. Yeah, if you're wondering why we haven't mentioned why we haven't mentioned Brianna Taylor yet, here it is. Yeah, because I like I said last week. Um, I said last week that I was tired of the hashtags and stuff, and because I felt like we always come back here. And I said last week that I did, I didn't I didn't do the I roll with my thing because I knew that after after everyone got their hashtag and posted their times and it felt good, we were right back here again. I am even surprised that we're back here this fast. Like it was, it's not, it was seven days. It wasn't even seven days, and we're back here talking about the same shit again. Yeah. And you, and then you, you asked me, which is a fair question. What do you do? What What do we do about it? Right. And when you asked me that question, I I thought about it. Thought about it for a long time, and I realized that you're asking, like you're asking me to. The same question that, like, you know, Martin the King got to ask the same question, like, what do we do? Or Malcolm X asked the question, what do we do? Yeah. Hugh Newton asked the question, like, what do we do? And the thing is, is that we've been dealing with this for a very, very long time. And that there, that I don't have the, I, didn't, I really don't have the answer. Like, I don't, and I don't think anyone has the answer to what to do. Like, I, I, I'm not saying to, I'm not trying to diminish, I wasn't, what I, what I was saying last week wasn't to diminish the, support or the hashtags and things like that. I'm I that the support and the sentiment is good. 
I wasn't criticizing that. My, my I guess my point was this is not enough. And I mean, I think the point that I'm trying to make is until these people, these the people that do these things are um, penalized to the folks in the law that we believe they should be, the things will never be enough. And um, I do think there's a good place to start, though. I think a good place to start is that it's just accountability and acknowledgement. Yeah. Like, we have to, because I don't like how whenever law enforcement is brought to task about these kind of issues that people just have this kind of blanket thing that is law enforcement. They can't do no wrong, but the law is enforced by humans that are inherently fallible. So, so it's just like I don't understand how people can think that just because a human puts on a cop uniform that they're all of a sudden they can't make mistakes anymore, or they can't do the wrong thing anymore. So that's to me is a, that to me is um, aggravated. I think so. I was, I was aggravating too is the fact that um, we always people always want to give the cop police the benefit of the doubt when I think that historically from what we've seen and things we have covered we. I think it's pretty safe to say that they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. And I don't have to say that they're all guilty. I think that they should be able to prove themselves. I don't think that's too much to ask someone to prove themselves. Like, if this was, in fact, the just thing you did, or just, and, and, and the thing is that in this case, like with, with um, Brown Taylor, it's just like, that was a no knock raid. Why did you not knock? Yeah. Like, he's, I think the rules enforcing a raid. And I think that, and it's always like, you know, the body camera's missing or this or that. It's like, look. We're just asking you to prove that what you did was just. I don't think that's too much to ask for. And I don't think it has to, and I don't know why it has to go always to these tools. What about this or what about that? It's just a simple, you know, um, it's, just, it's just acknowledging what's going on and accountability. You have to acknowledge the fact that the police, that, that most police forces are geared to, to, um, to, 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 to sub- subjugate minority groups. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I hate the, I'm not saying that as like to say I don't like the police. I think the police are necessary. However, you can't pull it, you can't have one without the other. You can't, you can't act like those things aren't there, you know? So. It's really, um, these last two sort of national news stories have been, so hard to watch and so hard to read about because of how avoidable they could have been. Like when I heard about Breonna Taylor and that, how they were looking for a suspect that was already in custody. Yeah. Like that's a phone call or that's like a radio or that's like, or just announcing yourself, announcing, Hey, it's the police. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you don't have to kick down the door if somebody who's inside isn't expecting you. Right. If they're not expecting you, then they're not going to have enough time to get whatever they want and run out the back door. Yeah. Because you already have to jump on them. Right. So, yeah. It was hard, man. It's hard to watch. And it's hard. I think the hard, no, the harder thing for me is to watch justifications of it. That's a hard thing for me to watch. I mean, besides the act, it's just that people are just people that are just grabbing at um, attention, you know, like the Candace Owens or whatever. Like, it's just like that part to me is just the hardest thing to watch because it's like, I don't think 
that this kind of thing, I think that if we are seen as humans, then there sh- then this, this shouldn't be a race thing. Yeah. But I mean, some some people to some people it is always going to be a race thing, unfortunately. Um. So it's like I just think to me, it's not until people are held accountable for what they're doing, and we acknowledge the injustices that are in all these institutions, then we're not going to get anywhere anyway. So, but and honestly, at this point now, I don't have any faith in us to even get to that point because, like I said, this is a thing that's been going on for decades, centuries even, and we are still here. And it's like we have, we take two steps forward, we always take one step back. So it's just like, uh, maybe I, I don't think I'll see that in my lifetime, but hopefully another lifetime we will. But I think in, as far as I'm, 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 I'm I don't think I don't think I ever see it. Well, we hope you didn't leave that big old lap of or big old sack of heavy thought brain juice on your lap. Sorry. No, never apologize. <laughs> never apologize for for dropping the knowledge. But thank everybody for listening. Yeah, we appreciate you. We love you. A lot of you. Um, Most of you. Um, check out our Instagram and our Twitter. <laughs> I know. Else, we want to drop like the. So yeah, um, the world's ending. <laughs> Be sure to hit us up on. <laughs> Everything sucks and we're dying. But make sure you give us a like <laughs> and subscribe. Uh, like our Instagram and our fa- our Twitter at State Your Take. Um, check out our SAR uh, uh, playlist on Spotify. State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. Leave us a review on Apple if you have an iPhone or access to Apple Podcasts. That's kind of weird that we can only do that through Apple. It sucks, dude, because it's like... Ugh. Why is that? Why is that? I don't know. It's, it's actually I do know, but it's a whole other thing. Don't even get me don't even get me fucking started on Apple. Uh, but if you do have an iPhone, please leave us a review, a written review, and like it helps us out a lot. Like those star reviews, like those are cool too. But if you can spare like three minutes, and just type out like, "Hey, this show's awesome," that helps out a lot because be what cool. that does is that helps us get the recommendations for other podcasts in our genre. So, like, when people go and subscribe to something, they'll be like, you should also, like, take your take with that in there. So, it just helps get the word out. So, thank you for doing that if you've already done it. And if you haven't done it, what the fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> um, what else? Anything else? Uh, no. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your face. Yeah. We're still out here. Wear a people, mask. People still dying. People still dying. So I mean, people like, like people like, like people aren't dying anymore. It's like people acting like you know, there's no current. No, people, people are still dead. Dying. People are dying. This is not a joke anymore. That's from Point Break. Uh, so yeah, do your part with that too, and yeah, that's it, right? That is it. Okay, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Bye. Gator Productions.